Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Loki episode number five. Here we are. I'm just going to start this podcast by just saying one thing. Glorious purpose! <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Loki way. The Loki oh, way. I mean, all the Lokis. So many Lokis. Too many Lokis. I'm, I love Loki. I don't love that many Lokis. <laughs> it's, it's just... Oh god, I I found this episode just ah oh, like hilarious and also thrilling in equal measures. It was just, I mean, I mean, I know I suggested it was flawless, and of course, like you can't, you can't, you know, it's a, it's all it's a connecting series overall. But I am enjoying it so bloody much, Ben. Honestly, like this is just again, you know, we've just been discussing Bad Batch and how great the writing's there, and and Loki just seems like it's just. They're having so much fun with it in so many different ways, you know, from from all these new Lokis that we encounter in the episode to the various worlds they take us through and just the emotions that you feel. It's just, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode. And, and, you know, having, you know, a guest cameo like Richard E. Grant as a Loki was just such a bonus as well. He, he's, he's a great actor. You know, one of my all-time favorite films is With Nell and I, which is, pretty much the Richard E. Grant definitive role, if anyone wants to go and check out his other films. I mean, he's usually great in anything, really, but um, that's just a you know, iconic role. But here, I thought he was, you know, amazing, amazing, really, you know, just, uh, yeah, just really enjoying the, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very excited. I think now, well, tomorrow it's coming out, that, you know, the, the, what is going to, what is going to, the final wrap-up going to be? I mean, I have no idea at this point, really. Like, every episode has changed so much in terms of what you expect is going to happen. I mean, from the starting of being like, okay, Loki being signed up as a TVA agent, and that's going to be the series. No, that's not it. You know, it, it's all sorts. So, I mean, what were your emotions <laughs> like? Well, I mean, do you know what? It's just kind of, that's the exact thing. This is where the thing I say all the time, there's not enough time, Arthur. <laughs> We're into one more episode, and I'm just like, oh, gosh, we are going all over the place and nowhere where I could possibly have predicted that we would go. And I'm even looking, watching this episode, saying that just, um, I, I just, I, I just don't know what's going <laughs> to, I just don't know what's going to happen. I loved um, Richard E. Grant, and I loved his, you know what, his, his little one episode or bit arc, it just, it was classic kind of like, he just ramped it up every time he became, came on screen until yeah. his like final demise. And it was just, it's almost just like, just taking it up to the next level, to the next level, to the next level, and became, until he became almost like the ultimate, like badass Loki right at the end. 
and just, uh, I mean, recreated using his magic the whole of Asgard just as a, as a diversion. And there's so much in this episode, 45, 50 minutes to take in. Like so many different things are happening. You've got a, you first, you've got the like showdown, so to speak, to, with the Renslayer and Sylvie. Yep. Uh, so you've got that kind of thing going on. Then you've got to deal with the fact that Loki's in this uh, new world at the edge of time. The void. And, yeah, the void. And then you've got like 50 other Lokis. So you're like processing all this different stuff and the information they're telling you. And you've got Alligator Loki who's just bossing it. And then you've got... <laughs> <laughs> so you like got all that information. And then you've got Morbius who returns because Sylvie just like takes her own way out knowing that it will lead her to where they are and Morbius just returns up in a, in a pizza car because of course he yeah. does um, and and then he's like he goes way too quickly for my liking and he's just like right okay I'm done now see you guys later um, so you're trying to process that then you're processing the whole kind of science behind it of where Sylvie thinks it should be going then they've got their plan of taking on this gigantic cloud. What's the cloud called? I've completely forgotten what the cloud is called. Uh, Elias? A Elias? I think, I think it's Elias. Yeah, I think so. So there's like Elias, the dragon. It might have been in the comics. I don't know. I haven't seen it before. Anyway, dragon cloud thingamabob that is just turns everybody into dust when it gets its way. I mean, it, just randomly, halfway through it, we get like a World War II ship which takes it on and then gets turned to dust. You know, just completely out of the blue. Yeah. And I I thought it was like, is there something I'm supposed to be looking at here? Is one of these characters going to be important? Uh, no, they all gone. Uh, yep. <laughs> so there was just, my brain was kind of frazzled after seeing it for the first time, because I was just like, whoa, there's so much to take in. And then it just leaves on this unbelievably, utterly mysterious note that you're just looking at this, I want to say church. Am I right in saying church? The building at the end, or um, it's the well. I suppose it's a castle, really. The the yeah. timekeeper castle, the lair you could call it. Even it looks like a, a classic lair of sorts, mm. you know, um, on top of a mountain and behind Elias the cloud dog thing. <laughs> but I mean, once again, visual effects are just oh. they aren't holding anything back. They're chucking every dollar that they have at this. Um, and it's just brilliant. And I'm just, even though this is all in all combined, probably the length of two to two and a half films, it's not enough. I mean, no. six more episodes, please. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of best way to go about that in my eyes. But the one thing I'm really hoping for in this final episode, one is time length. I'm really hoping we get an extra 20 minutes or so to kind of wrap this thing up because I think there's a lot of spinning plates here. So I think that would do it justice to kind of wrap this thing up. Two, I'm I'm hoping, and I don't know why, but I'm just hoping Hunter B-15 yeah. comes back into it again with Morbius as well. I'm hoping there's maybe there could be a cool team up because they really, they kind of butted heads all the time, but now they could be yeah. like a good power duo. Um and, yeah, and, and both of them have been kind of screwed over by Renslayer, you know. That, well, well. So this, this is what it is. I feel there's, there's we're going to get a lot of almost showdowns to a certain extent. Because I feel Morbius was dismissed too quickly in this episode. Hunter B-15, you don't really get to go into her story anymore in this episode, granted, because there's so much other stuff going on. 
And then we get Renslayer, and of course we've got Loki and Sylvie, and then of course we've got wherever they are now. So I think there's there's tons to wrap up, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, also like just the the whole question of who the hell are the timekeepers, and you know that, what the hell are well, they doing? You know, I mean, that, no, not even Renslayer kind of knows. <laughs> when we sit, um, and he's done it before, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see if he can do it again. Ask him, what are you thinking? Is going to be coming along in this final episode. Okay, I do actually have a theory, which I, I here we go. So I, I watched, you know, episode five earlier today, and now I'm watching again. And my theory uh, as to who the timekeepers are that it's going to be another Loki. <laughs> 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 yeah, that like sitting behind all of this, it's a Loki game. Like it's the ultimate Loki who has already beaten the TVA far in the past or whenever and all low and the only person or that can essentially take them down the, the timekeeper the timekeeper Loki Loki is what I'm saying are other Lokis you know Sylvie and you know and our and our you know Tom Hiddleston Loki I was gonna say classic Loki but I think Richard E. Grant's Loki is now classic Loki or I, I can't remember but Richard. anyway Grant's Loki is called Classic Loki because it's right. the um, original comic book's design. Right, right. So, yeah, but I think the Timekeepers could be a Loki, you know? Like, I, I feel that, you know, it would be the ultimate bit of mischief <laughs> in this whole universe. that, we, And it's kind of been building up to it that, like, it always seems to be Lokis behind things and being able to survive things and thrive in, in their own ways. And I feel that that would be the ultimate trick if it was another Loki. But... I mean, whether that's true or not, I don't know. It's just I feel that, you know, it's it's especially with this episode and getting so many Lokis, you know, from boastful Loki to alligator Loki, that I I feel it would be the ultimate sort of <laughs> kind of twist that's like, oh, you know what? The bad guys are Loki or the, the person behind the, the curtain is a Loki too, you know? Um and you know, and also seeing, as I said, like, you know, Renslayer, she has no idea what's going on. She doesn't know who's behind things. She and that little interaction she had with Hunter B-15 when she was in the cell, and clearly Hunter B-15 sees that Renslayer has no idea, and she's doing this just to find things out. It makes me think that, you know, um, yeah, that it could be like an ultimate trick, and, you know, and ultimately, you know, if it was a Loki, you know, the, I think the funny thing with him is that if, if, if it was a timekeeper Loki, that he would know that it would only be himself that could take himself out in a way you know that it's always the Lokis being able to survive and get past and you know being smart and cunning enough to get by these challenges without dying and being able to move on so which is why he then has to take them all out you know so that's my theory Ben I mean I, I don't know what to make it I don't know if it's going to be complete nonsense it probably will be in the first like 10 minutes of the next episode but I'm just saying another Loki why not you know <laughs> I mean Brilliant. I absolutely love it. I mean, why why not? That's the thing. Absolutely, why not? There's so many variables. So many variables. Now, the, re the reason, obviously, I wanted to know yours is because I have a theory as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, and, God, God. And this is like, this is a theory slash I feel what I would do to this. And whatever they probably do is probably going to be brilliant as well. But I just feel this would be a perfect time to introduce a particular character. And this particular character hasn't been able to be introduced before in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because they didn't have the rights to which they now do. 
So I feel if we're playing with time and we're playing with like creation of things, the end of time, timeline and all that type of stuff, I feel it would be amazing if you went into castle. That's one. That's the one clue I'm thinking, because if it's a castle, then I would absolutely love Dr. Victor Von Doom to be Ooh. at that castle because Dr. Doom is an absolutely perfect, you know, in the same way that they built up Thanos for such a long time. Yeah. And Thanos, we first saw Thanos, I feel it was the end of the first Avengers movie uh, back in 2012. And you see him on his chair for the first time. And then we only really properly get Thanos at Infinity War, which was like nearly oh. six, seven years or eight years later. Um, so Doctor Doom is a brilliant person because if you anybody read the Secret Wars comics, Doctor Doom almost builds, he like becomes the creator, creator of worlds, the whole the Yeah, whole he's think, and he creates a new world, a new mm. timeline effectively. Um mm that everyone's living in and he has Doctor Strange as his second in command and it's like nothing came before Doom, Doom is the almighty, Doom is God. So I would just, that I feel, and it's such a character that can be built upon and built upon and built upon for many years and be a brilliant Thanos-like level villain. Yeah. Yeah. And and he plays into the whole magic aspect and the timeline aspect and yes. all of those things. Yeah, all the new series and the way that they've been laying Char- out. This. Character is known for wanting almighty power. Character is known for magic. Character is known for castles. <laughs> Character is known for multiverses and timelines skipping and mixing. And also because we know there's a Fantastic Four movie, yet there hasn't. I don't think there's an actual date for the Fantastic Four movie as of yet, but it will be in a two, three years' time. So it's just, I, I, hey, you've got the character. Now's now's the time. Now's the time to bring in Mr. Doctor Doom. What do you think about that? I think that's a a, a great shout. Actually, it's um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, we we. Well, you know, the, the Marvel Universe is in need of a uh, overarching, you know, villain, really. Um, if they'll, you know, if they play it out like that in the classic way, or whether it becomes much more, you know, grey in the area that Doctor Doom and, and, I don't know, yeah, you know, like, if it is Doctor Doom, you know, he, I'd imagine the next episode he would probably lay out his sort of life as, well, like his kind of, you know, his philosophy and understanding, which could be of a Thanos sort of level where it's like, you know, there's, there's reason, some, some, you know, obscure reason to the madness. Um, and that could set up, you know, the, the next films and everything really uh, going forwards. And as we've discussed as well, I mean, you know, we know that, you know, Doctor Strange 2 is called, you know, the multiverse of madness. So you need an enemy or something to evoke that and, and, drive that along and Doctor Doom could be a great shout, you know. I mean another character you know, another person I was thinking of come from the Marvel universe was you know, like we discussed I think for one division was Mephisto, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and again, a similar sort of character, you know, very powerful, um, hasn't appeared at all. Um but is is kind of in the back pocket that, you know, he could be a, a you know, someone there. But yeah, Doctor Doom would be a really interesting shout. 
I mean, what, what if it was Doctor Doom and behind the mask was Loki? <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Loki Doom, you know, like we don't know Doctor Doom's first name. It's just Loki. <laughs> no. Or Yeah, I mean, or the only other thing I thought of is like, or it's a thing where it gets to that point and they get to wherever they need to be. And it's Sylvie turns on Loki. Mm. And it's like the ultimate trick. Well, like, she does say in this episode, what if you betray me? And then he's kind of there saying, well, I wouldn't betray you because I've betrayed everyone. But who knows? She could betray him. Exactly. Which could turn, just before we leave, Loki could turn him back to being really like power motivated again and dark and kind of that kind of Loki. Yeah, not trusting loving Loki. So, you know who knows and kind of how to sound of there's so many possibilities in this <laughs> there's so many different things that it could possibly be i'm actually nervous about watching it tomorrow because like of all these things like now, now that you've actually even said that sylvie could betray loki i didn't even think of that because again in this episode five you know i'm 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 again, you know, still really enjoying the fact that you know Loki is having his first successful relationship with a woman that happens to be a version of himself, you know, and and she's never had a relationship, and now she's having her first relationship with a version of herself. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just intrigued by that. And then, um, so yeah, going forward, is it real? Is it not? Are they going to screw each other? Out? Like, are Loki's good in relationships? Can can they be faithful partners, or will they be lying to each other from the start? You know, who knows? Uh, even whilst facing, you know, <laughs> the apocalyptic doom that they always seem to be finding themselves in. Um, yeah, so I mean, as as I said, you know, at the start of this podcast, like we we have no idea. You know, like all of our theories sound bloody great and very plausible, but. We won't know until we see it. So it, it's, oh, God, it's just, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous now, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> well, we only have, uh, we are recording this on Tuesday on the day before. So, well, we're recording this now, I'm going to say, because the podcast is going to come live now. So we're recording it day before. So we're very excited. Um, there's only one day left. Um, and then we're going to be able to watch it. So all the predictions, all the thinking it's going to go this way, thinking it's going to go that way, all the Lokis, it will only come down to one Loki in the end, and that's Mr. Tom Hiddleston's Loki. So we are very much looking forward to episode six. What will it be? Hi guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Jedi Order Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe and may the force be with you.